welcome to our Perfecting Potatoes Together podcast brought to you by BASF. My name is Rebecca Dawes and in this year's series we will be travelling across the country to speak to growers, agronomists and independent experts to find out what's happening in the field, in the future and to share some top tips on how to perfect your potatoes. In our first podcast of 2023, I catch up with Paul Goddard, the Business Development Manager at BSF for the Specialities Campaign, which includes potatoes, to find out a little bit more about what's coming up this year and look back at some of his highlights from last year. Morning, Paul. It's great to be back talking about potatoes for 2023. Before we look forward to the year, what really excited you last year and and what was the key topics and threads for you in 2022? Hello, Rebecca. Yes, it is good to be back. 2022 was a year dominated by the weather, it's fair to say. I think you'll struggle to get away from uh, talk about weather for that that year in particular. Obviously, it was very dry and very hot uh, for most of the country, for most of the summer, it's fair to say. I know in my part of the world, we had uh, single digits of rainfall for two and a half months combined um, here in the east. Um, which is not very helpful for growing uh, potatoes or speciality crops, crops that require a significant amount of water. Um, challenges also with the heat. Plants can't cope with temperatures up in the 40 degrees that we were getting, um, especially when they're struggling with dry soils, which become very hot. In terms of the highlights for me, I think it would be our potato hubs that we had. We had three last year, Scotland, one in the west, one in the east it was second year in scotland the attendance went up from the first year not just about the numbers but about the the people we got there really important people came around it's good to be sharing our new innovations coming along both showing people in the field and showing uh, information through the the boards that we had available and so that was repeated at uh, at two other locations in the east and the west people that came along feedback was very very positive uh, like us to continue so uh, we do propose to continue for 23 we will be holding back on them because it's a, a big year for with the uh, british potato 23 which obviously takes uh, a significant investment uh, to be at, uh, at, at that uh, conference that exhibition but we will be doing trials around about the country to show what we have just on the on the doorstep of being available to growers. The season itself has not only been marred by the weather, but also by the massive increases in costs, which do seem to be largely out of control of the growers. It's fair to say in many cases it's very difficult to be actually meeting the cost of production. I think this is where it's really interesting because... This is where we need to focus on the value you get from the all the inputs that go in into a crop. Our chemistries help in terms of that, in terms of maximising the uh, the amount of yield that you'll get back that you can actually sell. In terms of the marketable fraction, in terms of the the quality of the the product, in terms of avoiding pest and disease, minimising the impact that they may have on the crop. So as I say, maximising the output to help drive down those those costs because at the end of the day people tend to look at cost per hectare but actually it's cost per ton that is the most important factor because it is tons that are sold those two numbers can be can be different it's fair to say and last year we heard a lot of 
new innovations coming in machinery and uh, growers really adapting to try and improve not just their inputs in terms of the pest and, and disease management, but also in terms of what they could do to improve the actual processing of their, their potato crop. Is there anything in particular that stood out for you last year or anything that's coming this year in terms of machinery and technology and that way forward? The One of the challenges, the whole of the potato speciality sector is suffering from is, is labour supply and, and labour cost, it's fair to say. Um, if you can get it, it can be difficult retaining it. So any form of mechanisation is helping. So if you don't need people on picking lines, if you can grade the tubers as they're being harvested, as is now the case, you can then manage the boxes that are in store to go to particular markets without having to have that extra handling. I think other areas that are proving interesting is at the end of the season, we have lost a dicot a couple of seasons ago, which was the primary desiccant for potatoes. We have other alternatives there. Most people would say that they can do a good job, but in a growy season, in a cool, dull season, they can struggle. And so it's the other equipment, the mechanical equipment that's coming along, be it uh, stem pullers, be it electrocution of plants, be it just going back to the flail. So uh, yeah, there's there's innovations coming along. I think uh, just as one of my former colleagues said, nature always fills a vacuum. And also when you get a gap in the, the system, so maybe through having lost diquat, it then creates space for innovation, such as these, these alternative bits of kit and maybe alternative chemistries as well. So I know before Christmas, Paul, you went to Jersey to see the team out there. And obviously it's not long before Jersey Royals will be gracing us on the shelves in the UK. What were you seeing? What were you hearing when you visited the team? It was great to get back to Jersey. It's a fantastic place to go. I really enjoyed visiting the, the island and then the people there, the contacts there. In terms of the Jersey Royal crop, it's a unique product grown in a unique way. It has it, its challenges because of principally the very tight rotations they have. So there are issues there with, uh, or potential issues there that need to be managed with Rhizoctonia. PCN is uh, a very big challenge for them. As I say, because of the very tight rotations, so they are actively looking at techniques to manage the challenge that that rises, looking at trap cropping there. And we have some interest in biostimulants coming along, which may have activity in that area. Um, so again, working with people in that is proving interesting, if it's fair to say, because of the, the real drive that they have. And in terms of the biostimulants coming for trapping and new products, what else has come to the market in the last 12 months that's really helping growers from a BSF perspective? From our side, honesty is the big one. One of my contacts that worked with us with the honesty tuber treatment I said honesty is always the best approach, and I'd, I'd have to agree with him. He's 100% right. And so honesty is our new tuber treatment, liquid tuber treatment. comes in the honesty potato pack. CRD require treated tubers to be coloured, so hence the pack. We have a 5-litre container that contains 4 litres of honesty, and it comes with the 1 litre of Admix P. And you put the two together, and I've done it myself in 20 seconds. They've mixed with a bit of shaking. And then you pour them into the concentrate or the water container on the applicator and apply over a roller table using a piece of kit such as the Team CTC2, Peak Treatment Center 2, 
with a rotating nozzle. Um, the benefits we're seeing with honesty is disease control, yes. Initially, we had just rhizotony on the label. That's recently been increased to include reduction in silver scurf and black dot. One of the really interesting things from working last year was a, a benefit that we saw in terms of reduction in dry rot. It's something that we'd seen through lab screening. Lab studies will show what can happen. Actually, you need to get it on the potatoes to show what will happen. And this was confirmed again by chance. It, it's fair to say because it was a safety trial with safety samples. They clearly demonstrated an untreated stock with high levels of dry rot, a treated stock with uh, much reduced levels of dry rot. Now, I will say, as with all tuber treatments, they're not there to save a distressed stock. They're there to make a good stock even better. In this case, it proved to make a, a big difference. Otherwise, whilst where we've got uh, Valanti has just recently been approved. Um, this is our new FN Trifluconazole-based product, Alternaria Potatoes. Unfortunately, because of the late approval, it won't be available for the coming season. And, um, but it is good to have it approved so that we know it's going to be available for in the future. It's always good to hear new products continuing to come through, new solutions to support what is already a challenging crop with, as you say, the weather and costs and other mitigating factors that we would like to try and accommodate and support growers going forward. Last year, you launched Perfecting Potatoes Together as a way of sort of helping share some of those solutions. And what's the plans for that this year? We launched the Perfecting Potatoes Together as a, an umbrella campaign for the whole of the potato marketing. It worked very well. It started to develop a community. We welcome more people to join that community. From that, there are the podcasts such as this one. We have uh, technical leaflets that are produced. Last year had the, the hub events as well. And so this year we will be focusing more on the British Potato 2023, but we will still have the in-season information. That was two-way as well. Um, it was very useful to have feedback on what we were producing um, and also on maybe areas that people felt we were missing or wanted to be covered in more depth. So, yes, we want to continue in that area because it's a platform to help the potato industry, hopefully. While it is under BASF, we do cover far more than BASF products and subjects. So, this uh, to deliver value for the people that are listening, the people that are partners. Brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much for your time, Paul. And we'll be certainly, as you say, doing lots more podcasts this year. And now last year we asked you at the end of each podcast, what was your favourite potato? Um, we've probably got two or three different varieties from you last year, so we can't ask that again. So this year we're going to kick off with what is the favourite dish that you have where you use a potato? So what's your favourite uh, either recipe or dish? Uh, my favourite dish, my favourite potato dish. I would say I like potatoes. I like mashed potatoes on top of things, it's fair to say. And as a result, a shepherd's or a cottage pie or fish pie, when you get the gravy or the, the cheesy sauce from the fish pie mixing with the potato and you get that bit around the edge of the dish, I'm afraid, yeah, that that, that, that hits the spot for me. So uh, not a very exciting way of using potatoes, but actually a very tasty way of uh, eating potatoes for me. Sounds very good. It's a shame it's not nearly lunchtime because you may be very hungry. Thanks ever so much for your time today, Paul, and uh, look forward to catching up with you very soon. If you enjoyed listening to today's Perfecting Potatoes Together podcast, why not tune in to some of the previous episodes which you can find on the BASF website by visiting the Perfecting Potatoes Together page. In the meantime, we wish you the best with the rest of the season and look forward to our next podcast 
next month.